welcome to Bath Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy, and I'm your host. I am so grateful you have decided to tune in. I hope and pray that you and your family are doing well, and it is beautiful outside today. Remember, if there is no sunshine on the outside, you make it happen on the inside. You control your own life. So take your life into your own hands and and start to make those choices that will empower you, that will elevate you, that will enrich you and inspire you. You can make it happen. I'm a witness. I'm not just saying something. I am walking this life differently once I got that information. So I want to share some things with you to empower you as well. So um, one of my last two episodes was about prerequisites to relationships, things that you need to know before you get involved. And I cannot emphasize this enough. This is so critical for you to really get to know people before you get intimately and personally and closely involved with them. Every single day, people lose their lives. Every single day, people get hurt. People lose things. People experience great loss and great pain and frustration because they get involved with people that they don't know. And when you get to know people first, you can avoid a lot of this stuff. Some things are just unavoidable because, you know, with life, life is packaged with problems, uh, you know, and that you don't have to really necessarily look at that as a bad thing because problems can be great stepping stones. Um, They can be a segue to finding solutions and being an advocate, but you want to do your best to avoid the stress that can be avoided and getting involved with the wrong person that you're not compatible with and you don't share your goals with and you, you know, that is not really a person of character, and that's what I want to talk about today, you can avoid a lot of stress by just not dealing with those kinds of people. And so 9.9 times out of 10, the people that you're involved with is a result of your choice. So you could make the choice, you know, I think, you know, let this person stay over there. I'm going to stay in the East, they can stay in the West, you know, I'm going to be in the South, they could be in the North, but you just need to really take time to really get to know people life is short tomorrow is not promised to us and we need to try our best to create the best memories possible for ourselves and for others during this short time and memories just don't happen like just automatically or spontaneously all the time most of the time really good memories are made they are made intentionally just recently, I did a book fair at a school, and it was Grandparents' Day. And the I'm still on a high from that because it was so beautiful. The event was well attended. It was well organized by the hosts who had invited me. Um, there was just a lot of love in the school. And what I found out later is that they had not had an event like that since COVID. So for about maybe two years, they had not had Grandparents' Day. And to see all these grandparents come out, they had games, they had breakfast. It was just beautiful. And what I kept thinking about were the memories, the generational memories that were created because you had the grandchildren, you had the parents, and then you had the grandparents. 
And it was just so beautiful that they could have that memory. And I remember my daughter, when she was in elementary school, they had grandparents day, and her grandfather came. My ex-husband's father came to the school. It was just a good memory for her. And we were reflecting on that as I, you know, was doing this book fair, and I got home. It just it was just so beautiful. So I just want to put that out there, and I'm going to do something about that. We make good memories happen when we intentionally try to create them, because at the end of the day, that is what's left. If the person goes on and transitions, all we have is the memory of that person, and it's beautiful when you have good memories. And and you know, and I just just want to put it out there. So we were talking about prerequisites, and I did not. I feel like I didn't cover everything in that last episode. And I just want to recap it. If you didn't listen to it, the title of the episode is um, the prerequisites to relationships. You know, get to know before you get involved. And so I just want to emphasize some things. So one of the things that the two main things that I emphasize is that you need to know a person's expectations. Um, many times people get together or they think they want to be with a person, but there is no clear understanding what does that person want from him or her. And if you have one expectation of the relationship and that person has another expectation, then what you have now created is a conflict or conflicts. And conflicts create stress. And I'm not saying that, and you know this already, relationships are not going to be perfect because people are not perfect. But you can really minimize the number of conflicts that you have when you know what the expectations are. And either one, you're going to be able to meet them, or two, you're not. It's just that plain and simple. Or, let's put another one in there, is sometimes you can compromise. Sometimes it is where you can find middle ground. So I define compromise as you get some of what you want, but not all of what you want. But I have to emphasize this when you're dealing with people, when people are not sane, and I, this is why I'm doing the second episode, or they don't have good character, you can't compromise. It's either going to be their way or the highway. So you have to make sure that's a part of your prerequisites that you need to check a person's mental you'll find out real soon where a person is mentally if that person's mental health status if they're struggling then it's going to be a lot of conflicts and a lot of stress in relationship their emotional intelligence there's going to be some issues if a person has a hard time dealing with their emotions all people go all people go through a wide range of emotions. We all, because we're human, we all experience every single human being, anger, frustration, disappointment, jealousy, resentment, all these things happen. And we experience good emotions as well, joy and peace and, and all the love and all those things. The problem is, is when you come to situations where you can't have your way or when there is some kind of inconvenience some, some some bad situation, some trauma, and people can't handle it. And so that is a key, key, key. Don't forget this. You need to know a person's emotional intelligence and mental health status before you get involved. Well, you might be asking, well, how am I going to find out? Again, try to get to know. How do you get to know people? I think the number one way to get to know people is to talk to them. And I'm not saying you have to talk all day, every day. I know 
some people will tell you that if a person is interested in you, especially like men, you know, they'll talk to you all the time. I don't know if that's a good thing because really what you're doing is you're creating an attachment and you're creating an emotional bond and you you don't want to do that too soon because bonds are very hard to break. I did an episode on that. I want to get more deeply into that because um, breaking bonds is why people will go back to bad relationships over and over again. It's because they don't know how to break the bond. And bonds are real. They're spiritual, they're emotional, they're mental. And because we are wired in a way as humans where we are most comfortable with familiarity, even if what is familiar is bad, we are, we feel when we are at discomfort or we feel stress when we're not in what we know. So if all we know is something that is bad, believe it or not, we're more than likely to go back to the bad because that is what we know. And we have that attachment and we have that spiritual attachment, spiritual attachment to other people. And I'm not going to get into that because the show is about prerequisites. But you need to understand, you get to know people by talking to them. And I'm not sure if you should play 21 questions, but you need to have organic conversations about you know, about themselves, their history, what they're interested in, what they want, you know, what their goals are, those kinds of things. Um, You need to really talk about things like spirituality, um, their financial or money values. Those are the kinds of things that can make or break a relationship. And again, life is short. You don't have time to waste. A lot of people And I've been there. You squander your time because you're dealing with a relationship that is simply not going to work. And that is because you and that other person, you have totally different expectations. It may not mean that's a bad person. I'm not going to judge a person or, you know, put a person down or try to badmouth the person. But the reality is, if you and that person have conflicting goals and expectations, and what I want to talk about next is value systems, the relationship is simply not going to work. So we talked about getting a person's expectations, and we talked about also finding out what does a person really want. And when I say what they want, I mean, I'm talking about getting detailed information. What do they want, you know, for you, from you, or in their own life on a day-to-day basis? What do they what do they expect? What do they want? Because if their wants don't align or their needs don't align with what you can give them or you can accommodate them or support them with, the relationship again is going to be stressful and it's going to be bad. And those the the, the more stress, the more problems. The more problems, the more pain. And sometimes the ultimate happens, you know, and I've said this on a couple of other podcasts. I really shouldn't do this, but I am a crime story buff. I mean, I watch a lot of crime stories and nine times out of 10, it's a situation where people are in a relationship and they have this conflict because one person is doing one thing and has one expectation and the other person wants to do something else. And what is very interesting is when one of those, like last night, I was, we watched, my daughter and I, we watched a series of these. There was most of the time the woman was like, I want to leave. 
And once she said, I'm no longer going to be a part of your world, the woman was, you know, she ended up getting killed. And this happens over and over and over again because, again, that person has created a bond and the killer. And that person doesn't want to not have that bond anymore. And so they are willing to say, no, you're not, you can't, if I can't have you, nobody can. You're not going to live without me and be happy. And it just gets really, again, the emotional health, the mental health, the spiritual health. But what I wanted to talk also about is about character. I don't know what we need to do, but when I watch these shows and I, I just marvel at people sometimes and I know we all can we all have the potential to kill that's what psychologists and psychiatrists tell us but I do think when young people or people are taught character and they have a deep sense of hurting someone is wrong I don't think that it is as easy to just take another person's life or hurt a person as it would be for some people to be raised with no character at all And I'm going to tell you something, as a teacher, as a a business owner where kids come into my business, there are a lot of children not being taught any character. So if you get in a relationship with a person and they do not have a clear understanding of what is right and what is wrong, then when something happens that they can't handle, they will resort to something that usually doesn't involve good character that means that they are going to try to hurt you and they could be permanently hurt where you're no longer on the planet take your life or they will hurt your you know they will try to damage your things or destroy your things um they will try to hurt your children if you have children and this is why before you get involved one of a big prerequisite is knowing a person's character what do they how do they define right and wrong some people have no definition it's kind of like anything goes some people will say well it's right if I do this if that happens you know they have these conditions so I'll do this as long as this happens or I'll do that as long as that happens and you need to know a person's character now in the first episode I talked about how are you going to know how a person is well there are two ways two main ways The number one thing is what is coming out of a person's mouth. Because whatever is inside of a person's mind or in a person's heart is going to come out of their mouth. They're going to say something and they're going to reveal something in what the words that they use and the tone that they use and the timing that they use, how they talk to you is going to reveal their mental health, going to reveal their spiritual and emotional health. It reveals so much about a person. But the other ways, what I talked about in the other episode too, is a person's actions. Actions do speak louder than words because words are easy. Many people learn the art of deception or the science of deception. I don't know how you want to look at it. Um, But they learn how to say things and say certain things in a certain way. And everything that's coming out of their mouth doesn't align with what's really in their heart. And they're like this wolf, but in sheep's clothing. So they're saying these good things. Just I'm going to just be candid with you. I went to a business meeting last night. A business is in a mall, and they were talking about these new people are coming in, and they were talking about what they wanted to do with the mall. 
And I listened to what they were saying, but what they were saying didn't line up with their actions. Because if a person says, we really care about your business, and but we're going to shut this place down and we're going to demolish it, then they would say, okay, well, we got something for all of you. Everybody in here is going to get a stipend and we're going to help you. We're going to accommodate you. We're going to give. That's not what happened. So they're saying they care. But then they're not, I can, you can always tell where a person really cares because they're going to put their money on it. You can, I'm telling you 99.9% of the time, if a person cares about you, money is going to be involved. You're going to know it because they're going to put some money on it. So when a, when a company says, we're coming in and we're going to make changes in the community, but they're not saying each of you, you will get so many dollars to relocate or so many dollars to um, maintain your business until we do all this because we really care words do not matter if the actions do not align with the words so you have to be mindful though when i talk about talking about two people to get to know them you have to be mindful to use your eyes don't just use your ears because i know you know they say women are stimulated by what they hear you got to use your eyes. You got to see what has this person does. And remember, I talked about how, you know, if you apply for credit, they check your credit history. They check your credit report because even though human behavior is unpredictable, and you don't know what a person is going to do and you never really fully, fully know a person, you can get an idea because they will have a history if a person has a history of cursing people out when they get mad it is likely that if you're with them they're going to curse you out if a person has a history of punching people or punching things when they're upset then when they get upset and angry or frustrated or disappointed whatever the case may be guess what they're going to probably punch you there is a history if you're with a person and that person doesn't pay their bills. They 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 might work when they get paid. They just kind of do you know squander it, splurge it, do whatever they want, and they don't prioritize paying for their needs when they get with you. That's probably how they're going to be. I don't know, and, and this is something that I don't know why we're not teaching this to young people. But if you know, because most of your life you're going to be trying to get in a relationship. Are you going to be in a relationship? Are you going to be coming out of a relationship? So it's going to be either one of those situations. But we could have a better world if we had better families and we had better relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, although these are these podcasts, this particular podcast is really about that. But in general, just get along with anybody, you know, getting along with your coworkers, getting along with members in your family relationships have to take have to involve mutual work one person can't be trying to get it right and another person is not it has to be two people so if that relationship is co-worker to co-worker both people got to be working mother to daughter both both mother and daughter um, husband and wife you know siblings whatever the situation is Everybody has to work together. But when it comes to prerequisites, you want to know their character. And that is not what I talked about in the first part of this. This is going to be part two of prerequisites of relationships. You've got to know what a person believes is right or wrong. And you're going to know that by what they do. If they are 
a person who will, you know, say, oh, let's go in the store and steal something. You, you got an idea of their character or let's not pay this bill or, you know, let's, you know, curse this person out. You, you know, you're going to know. And if you're involved, whatever, when you're involved with people, whatever happens to them has a direct impact on you. This is something that we need to emphasize over and over and over again. When my daughter was growing up, I would tell her all the time, whatever you do, it's going to be an impact. It impact me. If something happens to you, the police are going to come to me. The hospital is going to call me. The morgue is going to call me. Everything you do impacts me and vice versa. Everything I do, and it's the same way you're in a relationship. Everything that happens to a person is going to impact that other person. So if you're married to somebody and they're on their job and they are you know, having problems and it creates bigger problems, you don't realize how that's going to just ripple on down to you because whatever they got going on their job, if they lose a job, it's going to impact you. If they get on the fight on their job, the police are going to call you. So you have to be mindful of with whom you're getting involved because their behavior has a direct or indirect impact on you. You know, it, back in the day, I remember hearing stories of domestic violence. And one of the things that was interesting is people would not get involved. So they were kind of hands off, like if, let's say, a mother and father, they had a daughter. And that daughter, she married a man. Some people, and this sounds sick to, sick to me, but some people did this. They would just let, you know, they say, well, that's their business. She's grown now. I'm not going to get involved. But when she's beaten to death, they're the ones that have to bury her. They're the ones that have to grieve the loss. But if they had gotten involved and let somebody know, hey, you're not going to be able to hit our daughter. You're not going to be able to beat her up. Now, if you don't want her, you just move on. You just let them down the road. You, can you imagine how different life would be if we had that communal spirit? Because really, if the truth is that we are never meant to be independent we're meant to be interdependent we need other people in order to make it we have to give to other people people it would be nice if people would give to us it has to be an interdependency in order for us to be strong as families as communities as a nation as a world and we're not taught that we're taught you know you just get yours and I get mine and you do over here and it's not your business but then when something happens to your brother or sister or your mother or father, you got to go to the funeral. You got to see them die. You know, that is because what happens to them still impacts you. And we have to always keep that in mind. And when you're getting involved with people, you have to understand you're putting your life at, your family's life at risk. If you get involved with the wrong person, I would tell my daughter, you you get involved with the wrong boyfriend and then they want to come back and try to do something, I'm affected by that. And the same thing if I were to get involved with somebody and I got involved with the wrong person. Everything we do has a direct impact on somebody else and usually that person could be close to us and that's why you need to try to get to know people. I want to emphasize this. You're not going to die if you wait. If you meet somebody and you may feel like I'm physically attracted to that person, you're not going to die. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. Your arms are not going to fall off. If you wait before you decide to get more intimate, and I'm not necessarily talking about physical, but in any way, if you just decide to take your time, 
and really get to know that person and court that person. And I say go out with that person in safe places, you know, meet out publicly, let people know what you're doing and, you know, experience how that person deals with other people. Then go back to what I said first. You have to know the expectations. If you know that it's important for you to have a mate or husband that you can pray with and that person that you're involved with is not going to pray, are they not really a prayer prayer person, but they might just do it to get along, to go along, to get along, then don't get involved. And then you got to have, and this is what I was saying in the first episode, you got to know who you are. You got to know what you really, really want. And then you have to be, you have to say, you know what, I have non-negotiables and I'll compromise on this. If if your non-negotiable is, I need a man who prays every day or who will pray with me. If that's your non-negotiable, stand on that. Because that's something that a person, spirituality is, is really, really a strong aspect of our human existence. And if a person is not going to do that, then there's going to be a conflict. Because you can't make that person pray. And you, you, you know, some people say, well, you can inspire him. You might be able to, you might not be able to. You're playing with fire because you may not be able to. So let's recap because I'm running out of time. Number one, before you get close to people, you need to get to know them. You need to talk to them. You need to get their expectations. You need to find out what they want. You need, And you need to get detailed expectations. Like if we were together, you know, how would we handle the money? What are your expectations about your family and friends coming over? You need to understand that when you meet this person, they're going to have a mental health state, an emotional state, social skills. You need to get to know all that because if it is a conflict, what you believe in, all you're going to do is have stress. And that's what I see people just going through, arguing with people, fighting people. Life does not have to be like that. You want to get to the person that is compatible with you and it matches with where you are, with your mental health, emotional and spiritual health, your financial goals, because compatibility is the key. You've got to have a lot in common. And I say, you know, when it comes to uh, money, when it comes to religion or spirituality, when it comes to uh, physical intimacy, and when it comes to children, family, those four things, you really have to make sure that your expectations um, of that other person and yours, you know, they, the expectations for both of you, they don't conflict. Because if they do, you're going to be miserable. And that's what I'm trying to help people avoid. So think about these things as what bad thought therapy is all about. You have to think about these things And remember to spend time thinking every day. Get in that quiet place. Turn off everything. Turn off your phone. Just start, you know, getting off TikTok and Instascam and Facebook and all these things. Get off of these things and begin to get to know and have intimacy with the one that holds your life in his hand. And that is Yah Elohim. You're not breathing on your own. You can't make your, you take an alarm clock to a cemetery and nobody's going to get up. You need to get to know to the one who is keeping your heart beating. So while you're here on this side, you will know what he wants of you. You will be able to live the best life possible because without him, you are not going to live your best life. So if you need more help with that, don't forget you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. I will promise to get back with you. I appreciate you listening. Have a beautiful day.
Take care. I'm Sheree Hardy. Bye.